Hey, who'd you talk to? What's going on? It's me, me, Mike Lepre, King Michael. This is Legit Fantasy Football from Legit Fantasy Sports. Where am I? I'm in Tampa. That's where I'm at. My voice may not match up to my lips, but that's because I'm broadcasting from Tampa. It's the Super Bowl. So joining me, of course, Mastrodamus M1. Mast, how are you tonight? You know, like every night, splendid, just grateful, happy. My my Tom Brady, the Patriots, I mean, the Buccaneers are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm the, so happy. The, the when Pat- he wins, we win. <laughs> the, the Pat Caneers, yeah, I know. Hey, let's, let's raise the IQ in the room. Yes. Genius. How are you doing tonight, Kev? Hey, what's going on, King? I'm completely jealous you're down there already. I got stopped at Green. I'm on a no-fly list because I know Master Domus. They wouldn't let me board a flight. So I'm, I'm taking a Greyhound down after work tomorrow. So I should be there on uh, Monday, I think. I'll, I'll probably join you down there. You know, it, it's been unbelievable so far down here. Um, the plane ride was rough. Um, ooh, Master Domus got upset about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> plane ride was rough because, um, you know, I don't fly a lot, so I wanted to look at the clouds. And the guy sitting next to me did not appreciate that, Kev. But, you know, I want to look at the clouds. I don't fly. But here I am. Um, I got in pretty easy. There was nobody at the gate. So, uh, you know, so far there's been nobody on the field, which is weird. <laughs> Because I, I read that it was press tonight, uh, but I haven't seen anybody. I saw um, – I thought I saw one of the offensive linemen, but it wasn't. It was just some guy. But I will be here all the way to the Super Bowl, and I'll be getting all the major interviews and all the major news you guys need because that's what I'm here to do, and I give 100%. All right. With that said uh, – Let's talk about the games. Let's talk about the two games that led us here. The two games that brought us here. Now, game one, we're going to go NFC. I wasn't shocked at all that the Bucks won. Neither was Master Domus. But, Kev, you were very upset that they lost the uh, Packers. Yeah. Now, talk to me about that play and why you think it shouldn't have been called. Look, you, you saw I was I was going nuts on the uh, uh, on the, uh, the the legit twi- uh, legit chat group. I was losing my freaking mind. I, I said the same thing over and over. It was a penalty. It was illegal. It's a it, it's a penalty. It was it was a grab. I get that. I'm not saying I don't get that. However, they didn't call him the entire game. They call that one. It's a game deciding penalty. Now it's not a game deciding penalty. Sorry, that's that's my argument there. But first, but if you back it up a minute, I think Matt LaFleur is an idiot. And I think uh, Mike Penn should have been fired on the spot for giving up that touchdown at the end of the half. That last call almost bails the two of those guys out because that became the focus of it instead of Matt LaFleur uh, uh, kicking a field goal, which made absolutely no sense on the drive before that. And Mike Penn allowing his defense to get burned on the last play of the first half by Scotty fucking Miller, who, by the way, thinks he's faster than Tyreek Hill, which is amazing. Uh, uh, Matt, what did you think of that last ball? The, the, the last uh, play of the first half? With the interference. They, they absolutely got caught 
um, in the wrong defense. They should have been doing some cover four quarters, uh, absolutely playing with, with their heels in the end zone. But I guess maybe they just want didn't want to give up a cheap, easy field goal maybe. I don't know what they got did there. I, I agree with Kev. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I think that there's, uh, there's so much blame on the coaching staff, um, on Green Bay. There's so much reason to be very upset. They fumbled it. Um, you know, Tampa Bay just mismatches them. It looked like they got caught with their pants down. I, I watched the game again today, and it was over by half, but then all of a sudden Green Bay's like, we're still in it. They score one touchdown, then they score another, and then all of a sudden you've seen actually Tampa Bay really start. They were pressing. They were always kind of pressed, but um, as soon as uh, – as soon as the game was really still to be uh, won by Green Bay, it seemed like Tampa Bay did everything in their power to lose that game. Yeah. And Green Bay couldn't do nothing. Whether it be the D- Tampa Bay defense that bailed out Brady so many times, we could say the same thing for that uh, that Packers D. They did the, they did a great job in the in the fourth quarter alone to keep them in that game, second half um, of that game. But it did. It looked like Tampa Bay did everything they could to lose that game. But I think that's just because Tampa's that much of a mismatch that it made it such an insurmountable league in the first half. And um, it was just a lot to come back from. But there's a lot of blame to be put on that Green Bay uh, coaching staff. So my thing was this. It was simple. Because we have a a text thing with a bunch of people on it. And uh, the argument was over that last call. And And the issue is this. They weren't calling anything. All yeah. game, right? They didn't call any. Can I get some peanuts? You're right, and that's what I meant. I, I agree with Kevin when I say I totally agree with. Uh, they let him play the whole game, and then they call that. But with but, that being said, you can't, you can't, you can't throw that. And the the flag, the flag came out three hours late. Yeah. yeah so right. So here's the issues I saw with it. All right. One, the the flag was thrown by the 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 ump that was. 50 yards back. All the way back. He did a 25-yard sprint to throw the flag. That's the truth. Now, there's two other uh, ref or umps. If I, I, I forget what they call the certain ones. Both in position that could have made that call that didn't. Now, yeah. that means they were just letting them play. However, at the end of the game, there's always more scrutiny to what's yeah. going on. And that jerk didn't just grab a jersey like like – and let go because you grab a jersey to turn a guy to keep him from getting by you. It should be a quick tug, let go, stay with him. I mean, dude's got his stretching it. It's like, <laughs> when it comes back in slow motion, it's like, how do you bail that guy out? Like, how yeah. are you that dumb? Like, if you're going to cheat, know how to cheat. Like, what the – what was Seattle that? Seattle Seahawks used to hold on every play, yeah. and they would say the refs won't call a flag. And yeah. they get sick of throwing the flags, and they did. And they would continue to. F- you can literally throw a flag for holding on any play. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm already on the side that the NFL is fixed anyway, so they will throw a flag to keep a score from going over, or for going under, or from keeping a side. You see that all the time. So I'm not. You know they know what they're doing. Yeah, but like. Like, um, that play right there, like, I didn't – They didn't want Green Bay to get the ball back. 
I think obvious. They did not want Green Bay to get the ball back. It's I obvious. didn't think Brady. I think Brady played well. I didn't think he played well. I, I, uh, I, I I'm not impressed. Like I, I'm. Look, here's what it comes down to. Every time people keep, and you know what's weird? Since we started doing this show and doing the whole legit fantasy sports uh, site, I now have people who actually ask me my opinion on sports, like on a game, and it's like. All right, I'll give you my opinion. And, and and right now, like literally, if the Chiefs play their game, they can't be beat right now in the NFL. If they You're play, game, I'm just telling you, don't be surprised if they lump the shit out of the <laughs> Listen. Watch it coming. Watch it coming. They're going to be healthy. It wasn't young, that young, good of a game in quick. the regular season, and I could have seen KC beat Tampa by 10 in the regular season. They, they, they ended up covering the three and a half. I called them to cover that. But Tampa is a much better team now than they were then. KC is a much worse team now than they were then. They had a great performance against Buffalo. I was very, very... Glad to see that they finally woke up. The champion is here. But it took them into the playoffs to get out of bed. Yeah, but they got – dude, here's the thing. They're an offense that if you stumble, they score. Like, like you know what I mean? Kev, what do you think? They can put up 28 in a corner. The thing that, um, that kills me that I don't understand, you could ask anybody that's ever watched a football game – what do you do to shut down Kansas City? What do you guys have to try to do? You have to try to shut down Kelsey and Hill. That's the old, that's like that's number one and number two. That's what you have to do. The, the Mahomes threw 30, whatever, 34, 36 passes, 38 passes, I think it was. 26 were targets to Kelsey or Hill. He completed 22 for over 200 yards in two touchdowns. That's it. That's insane. Like, like, that's like, obviously they're amazing and they're going to beat you anyway. But when you allow those guys to do that, the rest of the offense did almost nothing, and you know where it's going. You know every single play. He's trying to hit one of those two guys, and you can't at least eliminate one of them. You're gonna get you're gonna get beat. It's crazy. Like I don't understand what what happened with the Bills. I like I, I I'll, actually I'll say my next comparison. I'll, I'll save it, but just just that. Like you know what you have to do to stop them, and they got torched, torched. Hey, and I don't know. Hey. I don't get it. I mean, right. Pastor, I'm your thoughts. Why couldn't they stop at least one of those guys, or at least slow them down? Uh, can I can I put in real quick? Let me put in real quick. It's it's the Patriots that have actually are the team that changed the way that cornerbacks are called for pass interference. When the uh, Colts went to the office yeah. to protest the Patriots doing that, roughing up their wide receivers and holding them and grabbing them and doing all that shit, they changed the rule the following year. Yeah. The Colts Which they should have never messed with. That rule changed a lot of stuff. A lot of like Everything. what it is. How do you instant replay fucking pass interference? That blows my mind that they do oh, that. That's like within ridiculous. the first five years, you should be able to jack up that person as hard as you want. Bam! Get by me. Because yep. if you get by me, you blew me away. That's the give and take yeah. of bump and rub yeah. coverage and getting physical. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Hill. You, you, everyone like Tyreek Hill is absolutely stellar. He's probably the most. You know, he's probably the biggest threat in the NFL right now in terms of, of what he can do anytime he touches the ball. Like, you watch him start, stop, change directions unbelievably quick. What I don't understand is at least 
try to jack him. He's he's also very fragile. If you look at him, every time he accelerates, it looks like he's gonna it looks like he's gonna pull a hamstring. He's always limping around parts of the game. Like what, if you banged him every single play, just every time he came off the line, you hit him. Eventually, it would take its toll. And I think in, 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 since they change those rules, you can't do it as aggressively. But you gotta you gotta hit him somehow. Agree. I agree. You gotta you gotta lump him up on the line of scrimmage and slow him down. He's all predicated yeah. on quickness and speed, man. Yeah. Hey, so what this brings up to me, and this is what I was writing about today, was I just can't believe how important star, uh, the starting quarterback really, really is. Running backs, just not that important. It, when you break it all down. So uh, let's I'm start. I'm sorry to interrupt you. A couple of weeks ago, you made the argument you were asking uh, Brother Ray and I, shouldn't running backs be drafted higher? Shouldn't they get that second contract? Aren't they more important? Now you finally came around. I'm, I'm happy to see that the, 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 the show is uh, teaching even, even you a thing or two. No, no. I still think they should be drafted higher. That has to do with the money, the cap space and shit. As far as priority, no, I, I it's, it's always been the quarter, been the quarterback. So let me just go through some quarterback stuff that's going on and get your opinions. First, Big Ben wants to go another year in Pittsburgh. Should he? Kev? Nope. No way. He's done. He's it's it's done, right? Like the, the uh, there's no more rubber between like the brake pads are running on yeah. metal. That's what it seems yeah. like. What do you yeah. think? I'm a, I'm a big believer of uh, transition and tra- turning the page. I always like uh, starting the new quicker than uh, later. You don't want to keep the old veteran around too long. And and he looked um, long in the tooth, late in the air. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be there's gonna be actually like a bunch of quarterbacks, like Philip Rivers, like gone. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, like what the fuck? Where are they gonna go? Go. Who knows? But um, can you go ahead? A great example of of the year too long is Breeze. I said at the beginning of the season, me, brother Ray, and uh, Dave got into a massive argument. I'm like, Breeze is cooked. He's done. Turn the page, and they argued very strongly against it. You could tell at the end of the season, at during the game. The, the divisional round game that they lost, the players didn't really want him there. They were they were playing because they were trying to win it for him, but he wasn't really contributing. He threw with his picks. He couldn't throw more than six or seven yards. It was awful. They probably would have had a better chance with Jamius, which I, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud, but they probably would have had a better chance with him. But Breeze was in, in Ben is going to do, they're going to burn another year of Claypool, uh, 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 Deontay Johnson. Uh, they're probably going to lose Juju, but they're going to burn another year of those guys' careers. Like, it's so. The NFL, like you have such a tiny window, and if you blow it because you're being, you know, because you're, you're being sentimental to your starting quarterback because he's 37, 38, 39, 40, you're wasting a year, and, and that's what the Steelers are going to do if they if he comes back. Yeah, I, you know what? Right? I feel like honestly, I feel like when Breeze got in trouble during the whole um, what Me Too or Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. I yeah. think that affected him as far as wanting to play, wanting to be in the limelight, wanting to still do it. Like, it was like, I've done all this shit, and now I got to deal with this. Like, it almost made me feel he all he's of a sudden down. What? He, all be, he all of a sudden became a billboard and became a real actor after that and did everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't, he wasn't just an average Joe. It seemed like he was doing everything to be like, see? 
Yeah, it changed. It definitely changed. Yeah. Like, I feel like that oh. changed him. It shook him, and it maybe like maybe he stopped His playing. Play he stopped practicing as much. Maybe he didn't even care as much. I wouldn't care as much. I'd be like, I gave all this to the NFL, and I'm being treated like this. I'm out. I mean, I'm yeah. sitting here in Tampa Stadium. There's nobody you here. Yeah. People don't care. They don't care. Did you know? see the video of Tom Brady throwing the ball around with Drew Brees' little yeah. kids? Yeah. Does Tom Brady do that if he loses that game? Yeah, probably. I'll always give Brady. Yeah, I'll always give Brady the character, the benefit of the character. But that's because that's because anytime anytime Breeze's son ran more than an eight yard route, Breeze couldn't reach him. Brady had to throw. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was awesome. <laughs> two questionable quarterbacks, gentlemen. Sean Watson, one. Should he be pulling this bullshit after signing a contract? Like, what's no. going on yeah. with sports? Why Why are we letting all these athletes just say, I'm not playing here, I'm playing somewhere else? Like, I almost want to see Houston set an example. Yeah. I, I, I almost want to see an example set and be like, you know what, dude, sit on the bench. Yeah. Sit on the bench for a year. Let's see how you, how you do. Because you don't run things, we run things. And when you start letting Dang. the run things you turn he's got an NBA. agent he's got yeah. an agent you know what he's agency he's like you got me because you want me to get the most money for you and that's why i'm your asian no he wants out i'm gonna he's get not- you money and when you, i get you money i get me money so if i get you to new york if i get you broadcaster real wow, media here. channel holy shit we get wow. big money, man. Dude, he already signed he, him his contract. He signed a $156 million deal three months ago. That, that's yeah, why you know he can do have two good years if you get out of New, new Dale. And that was a horrible oh. Jewish accent. It sounded Asian. I thought it was. Anyway, whatever it was, you know, I'm like, you got to put the crawler up. Master Thomas speaks for Master Thomas <laughs> only. Change the crawler. It sounded um, Asian. Uh, look. Uh, all right, it, so. Where does he I go? Think he's got, I think he could be a patriot. I just saw a deal that I would never, ever take, and I I think it's on the table. I'm not sure if it's got any authenticity to it, but if it is, it, I mean, they're, they're prone for doing bad deals. They gave P-Hop away for a bag of chips and a broke-down running back. So maybe. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to Carolina. Carolina has been mentioned like four or five times as being the team that's going to be the most aggressive with the Sean Watson. Okay. Right? I keep reading it wherever I go. So I, I, I think tend to think he's going to go to Carolina. I don't know why he would want to, but maybe, I mean, where else? The Colts would be perfect to him, right? Imagine him with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. They got some nice wideouts. Robbie Anderson. Moore. More is good too. More and then DJ Curtis Moore. Samuel emerging. I don't know. I mean, what, where else can you see him? Like, honestly, where else can you see him? The Patriots? Hey, all right, here's where I could see him Green Bay. Because if Aaron Rodgers, gee, if Aaron Rodgers jumps, this whole, it's going to be a crazy draft because quarterbacks might not be valued. You know what I mean? Like, the teams that are up might end up with, like, Phillip Rivers or, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, Aaron Rodgers might go to the 49ers. That's what he wanted to go when he was before he was drafted. So I, I think it's in flux. All these, uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks that, that 
Big Ben wants to come back. Like, there's just all these things. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess, when do you cut the cord, right? Like, when do you, do you stop showing loyalty to somebody and you move on? Uh, I don't know. What the Patriots did, they cut the cord with Brady, and now he's going to be going to the Super Bowl. How bad does that look for them? Not, you know what? I don't think it does because Belichick pretty much like, yeah, we're going to lose this year. Because he knew the organization as a whole had to kind of go through some losing to get the cap space back and all that shit. I, you know what? I don't he know about the that. Way before I think, if, if if he didn't have a plan, if he didn't think there was a chance for this to turn around or an idea, I, I think Bill would have been gone. He made just recent, and I know you touched on it in the last show about, you know, of course it's going to hurt to lose two first round picks. But let's not beat around the bush. He's been horrible at drafting, and. Gave away oh, yeah. a second round pick for, for Mohamed Sanu. Uh, you know, picks for Michael Bennett, picks for all these guys that you just never see. They never make on the team. They get cut. He's been a horrible, horrible drafter. You can't draft a wide receiver. Um, well, that, uh, look, look, that's the thing. You can't say he's a horrible draft. He's horrible at drafting certain positions. But look at other positions. Look at the manufacturing picks out of out of Garoppolo, out of uh, Brissett. Uh, they got picks back for those guys. Look at uh, look at all the look at the defensive backs. J.C. Jackson is like an all. Brissett turned to Philip Dorsett. Yep. Well, Listen, Philip Dorsett was Philip Dorsett. Now, what other picks in the last ten years has he made that was game changing? Look at JC Jackson. That's that's the one I just thought of. You got that? That was a supplemental draft pick, and the guy's gonna the guy's a number one corner. Right. Is he? Of course he is. He's gonna be a free agent this year. They're gonna, these are restricted free agents. They're gonna second oh, he, round ten. Second yeah, round no, he round. led the he led the year. No, uh, I'm talking about uh, no, he led the the team in picks. He's in the um trade. He's in the trade for Deshaun Watson. It'll be yeah. the 15th, 15th pick next year's first. Next year's second. And I think a third in there in J.C. Jackson. And that would be Listen, it for uh, Deshaun. Here's the problem with Bill. Bill gets too cute. Bill tries to trade back too much. That's my well, knock on Bill. Well, he That's doesn't want the first-round pick because yeah. of the fit. He's like, oh, he gets another year option. He, gets a, like, he doesn't want the money, and he gets the fifth-year option. He's dropped back too much. You got no. I don't even think that's true. You got to look. It's it's by positions. He can't draft a wide receiver. That's his problem. I don't understand why he doesn't just whatever Pittsburgh does. Like look at every wide receiver they've drafted. Find the commonalities and draft whoever you think Pittsburgh was going to draft because they they nail wide receivers. Patriots can hit offensive linemen. Patriots can hit de- uh, some defensive linemen, linebackers, cornerbacks. Uh, uh, Tight ends they can even they, they drafted Hernandez and Gronk in the same year. So it's not that he can't draft. It's he's horrible. Hold on, hold on. Hernandez was supposed to be a first round pick, but there was a Lombells and a cost of the rent, but he was not supposed to go to the fourth round. And Gronk oh, that's, that's amazing. But Listen. Gronk was a Gronk is actually a story for another another time because we could spend hours on just Gronk and the positioning of the draft. Yeah. And how the Ravens were supposed to draft Rob Gronkowski, and they moved right in there right before the Ravens just to get him because they knew yeah. he could have been a Raven and he should have been a Raven. But um, I don't know. I I don't think I don't give him credit for drafting. I knew Rob Gronkowski was going to be a badass. Um, we're lucky to have Rob Gronkowski. Aaron Hernandez was another 
badass. He has not been able to duplicate that. He's never been able to find another Aaron Hernandez. They had Mike Bennett for a little bit. Uh, Martellius Bennett, but um, they never filled that role. But hear they me out. Found- if you go and Google all the picks and players that he passed on to drop back in a draft, dude, yeah. go, go look at it. He, he's done it. Yeah, he yeah. did it like he had Hard a three, time. four year run that he did it where he was just like, he didn't want that star player because he figures he, you know, he thinks he's so smart. I guess when you're that smart, you think you're so smart that you can take a second round pick and make it he, into a first. Yeah, or you what can it really a, was is he had Tom Brady to, yeah. to hide the warts and the flaws and to take which, advantage which, of instability of a division that they just kept molesting and beating down. Yeah. And, and, I, and I really. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead, Kev. No, go I was ahead. just saying that they. Having Brady covered a lot, it was camouflage, and he thought he was smart. I go back to when they threw it to Kevin Falk on the fourth and two. I still think Kevin Falk got it. Like, you you, you look at a first down or like a, a goal line. If you break the marker, you get the first yeah. down. They didn't give it to him because, you know, they were like, screw Belichick, going for it. They, but he's so arrogant. They Punt the ball. Trust your defense. There's been so many times when he's done that, not – Playing Malcolm Butler, um, sitting Wes Welker in the first quarter of the Jets game that came back to haunt them because they lost. Give the Jets a little bit. Stop. He was their best player on offense. There's been so many times when he's been arrogant, and I don't think he's earned it. <laughs> so what do you have to do to earn it? I think so, he's earned uh, it. I think he's earned it now. I think he's yeah. earned it now, and I think he's not going to – like the next few years because hmm. players aren't going to go there to be co- coached army style. That's not who we're raising. We're not raising young I mean, men today. People aren't as thick and they're not as tough. They're not as coachable. So they're not going to go. You even see it right now. You got a Jadavian Clowney going, I don't want to be coached by any Bill Belichickian disciples Jadavian. because they don't want that army. I'm going to rough you up because I'm going to condition you. They just want to play and get, and get out of football. Well, Jadavian yeah. Clowney is, is fucking horrible. So the, the Tennessee got Tennessee got stiffed on him so hardcore this year. It was, it was laughable. But the thing is, have you ever heard a player? There's only been like anyone that spent time in New England. They don't leave and complain about how bad it was. They don't. They they talk about how amazing it was and how tight it makes a man out of And how Belichick. Belichick figures out what your strengths are and puts you in a position to succeed. They all say the same thing. They don't he's ever honest. complain that it's like yeah, he's what? honest with them. He tells them how. What do you mean? Gronk didn't say anything bad either. I think that he rubbed some plays the wrong way. I personally like because you know me, I'm a happy-go-lucky individual. But if I'm going to lace on the boots, the cleats, the freaking face mask, and the helmet, some days I need to be poked. My coach would know how to poke me. He would know that I would need to smack the smile off my face and get into game mode. He would know how to do that. Bill Belichick does that. He's not your buddy. He just wants to coach you. And Tom Brady couldn't get that. Couldn't get like, I'm your, I'm right here with you. He always got coached and he'll always be coached. But I think that certain people, certain players don't respond well to that. And I think more people today in this generation don't want to, don't want to heed that. And they don't want to listen. You, you, you're probably you're probably right about that, but anyone that says like the Brady Belichick thing wasn't tight, 
like they they used to have a meeting every Monday to talk about to get in sync with their like their thoughts on the game coming up. It wasn't like he was Brady was just a quarterback in the quarterback room and in Britain, Belgium would talk. He had a special thing where every Monday they would talk for like an hour. What do you think will we like about the whole game plan and what they should do, like what plays Brady thinks will work? But the whole entire thing, it was it was like a very it wasn't as as uh, as I'm the coach, you're the quarterback, you do what I say, as as people like to think. And Brady was here for twenty years. So if he hates that, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look at it like this. If you had the two of them together, and we already know the story, who who was it, right? You got no matter what in a group of whatever musicians or whatever, you're always gonna have people who's the reason for the for the for the motor, who's the reason for the the brand, who is the reason you got Spinderella not getting paid by salt and pepper. You got all these things that you just, you know, listen, you know, you don't, they're egos and they want to prove themselves, but I don't believe I like Bill Belichick. He was five and 13 before Tom Brady took over five and 11 the first year. They had a very good year. The first year uh, they were five and 11. They were um, six points or less. And in a lot of those games, they lost great coach. Uh, I think he learned a lot from Tom Brady, but does he know that he learned a lot from Tom Brady? Would he be willing or humble enough to say it? I don't know. Um, I think that it's great that they had the transition. I think it's humbling for him, but I think you're seeing him unravel. And I think that the excuses that he came out saying, we sold out, we sold out. No, you didn't have a plan. You didn't bet. You didn't, go with anybody besides when they parted ways with Brissett and Jimmy. They didn't get anybody else in there backing up, backing up uh, Brady. And they had they fell flat on their face, and they looked really awful. They were well, lucky well, to get seven wins this year. We, lucky. We all, but we all know there was the Garoppolo thing that broke it. The Garoppolo trade, in my opinion, is what broke that whole relationship. Like the fact that Brady forced that Garoppolo trade, from what I, what, what I was told, from what I've heard, left a bad taste in my mouth. Brady was like forcing that trade, and, and Bill wanted to keep Garoppolo. So that right there, I think, started that was the beginning of but, the end. But being wrong, I was wrong. As much as I, I was so mad because, like I said earlier in this this program, I said I love to be in the guy that turns the page. And I was ready to turn the page. I said even last program before, I said Brady didn't start winning until Jimmy was drafted and he was being pressured, kind of like Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love. But, you know, I was completely wrong. Brady is playing at an elite level. Um, I like Malcolm Mitchell. That's one guy we can say, Kevin, that he actually drafted that was very good. Malcolm okay. Mitchell is a stud if you didn't get injured. Um, Next question. But. You're you're a, you're a general manager, right? Out of the three rookie QBs, Tua, Burrows, and Herbert, which QB would you pick to be your franchise QB first? Who would be the last? Kevin? Well, that's, that's easy. I would go Herbert first and Tua last. That's that's, that's not even a, not even a challenge. Is is it? So you, are you saying Burrows isn't close to Herbert? No, he's close, but I, I think Herbert is just more more dynamic, stronger arm. Like Burrow's Burrow's like um uh like he can make every throw, but Herbert <laughs> Herbert can make every throw, but Herbert has a cannon also. And he's just got that like he's he's completely comfortable and stuff breaks down and he you know, I don't even know the funniest thing is uh, He's got a better line. Funny, Mike. The thing I don't understand is how 
he came out of nowhere and how San Diego was going to go with Tarod Taylor until he got a, until he got a cracked rib with a pain injection when Herbert looked the real deal from his first snap. Herbert like, missed that in practice. He didn't come from nowhere. Herbert would have been the Giants' pick if he came out in the draft before Daniel Jones. Herbert was the one guy the Giants was sold on the whole time. Herbert was – some people thought Herbert was, like, the second coming. Like, they were, like, freaking out when he didn't declare, like, two years ago. Yeah. And then when he finally declared this year, like, I I saw him play college because I thought the Giants were going to take him the year before, so I knew that he yeah. would be good. However, I still think Burroughs is a better quarterback. I think he had a, he had less th- – Cincinnati's a shit show. We all know that. Yeah. Just dealing with all that shit show itself, it's like – He's lucky he made it out of the season. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like an island's not going to make it. Matt, who would you take out of the three, and who would be your last out of two? To me, it's Burrow. To me, it's clear. It's Burrow, Justin, and then Tua. I personally don't think Tua's going to make it. I think Miami's doing uh, the wrong thing by. I mean, they got to. They're looking at the options. It's probably too much for Watson. It's too much to go another route, and they still feel like they got to give something because honestly. With Tua, he didn't have, you know, before the season started, their three and their four opted out. Parker was injured all year. You know, uh, Grant isn't – he's kind of emerging, you know. Uh, they, they, he didn't really give him much, but personally, you know, like a young Brady, he had David Patton and, and Troy Brown. Troy Brown wasn't squat until Brady came along. I think a great – and like Justin Heber, well, Justin Hebert's got some players, so doesn't Burrow. But um, I just don't think Tua is as nice as uh as uh as Burrow or Justin. And um, I I think Burrow is is, is very promising along with Justin. So the difference is that you would take Burrow first, have you take Herbert first? Yeah. Now I don't understand why we all gave up on Tua because he's a rookie. First of all, which I think for some reason people aren't taking that into account. Two, the offensive weapons around him in Miami were squat. You know what I mean? And, and the kid, it's his first time in the system. He just came off that injury. This will actually be the season that you can hopefully see him at full health, in my opinion. Uh, the only thing he did that I didn't like is sometimes his long throws look like 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 my daughter just lobbing a ball up in the air. Like he floated too many. You know what I mean? Like he floated them, like, and they looked like they were never gonna come down, like the Goodyear blimp. But the kid wins and he hustles. So I, I, I don't want, I don't want to give up on any of those three. I guess is my my take. Like, I think all three of those could pan out. Matt disagreed so much he jumped off. Again. Yeah, he left again. No, so, well, you're you're right. You're right. What you're saying. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on any of them. They're rookies. Like you remember, it wasn't that long ago when a rookie QB wouldn't even see the field. Right. They would have a year behind learning and everything. Now, to system, somehow, and that's a really interesting topic we should think about at some point, is what change, how does an NFL team get a rookie uh, a rookie quarterback on the field so quickly now? But I just don't think Tua, like, I think, he, like, I think he's got a good attitude. He's apparently a good person and everything. Um, yeah. I didn't like the injury history when he came out, uh, when he came out of college. I think that I, I was I was skeptical about that. But I don't like his deep throws, like you said. And, I, and, and stuff I've, I've read about him, apparently – he he's missing reads and things like he, 
like like throws that like uh, Fitzpatrick, not not even like the crazy Fitzpatrick throws, but like Fitzpatrick goes through the progressions and makes a throw, whereas Tua a lot of times doesn't doesn't go through the progressions in the right order and things like that. So hopefully he'll grow out of that. Hopefully he'll be decent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, game's going too fast. Yeah. But then again, Fitzpatrick is a genius. Yeah, oh, yeah. I one ever in the NFL. Yeah. Seriously, he was. So, all right. So, which leads me into this, guys. Second year quarterbacks, because they're not giving quarterbacks any time to develop. They're nah. pretty much saying you're a rookie. Get out there and do it. Yeah. It used to take three years, four years for a quarterback to really settle yeah. in, right? Now we're like two years. Get them out of there. So, yeah. second year quarterbacks. Ready? Daniel Jones, Kyla Murray, Drew Locke. Gardner Minshew and Dwayne Haskins. What do we think about those guys? Like, think about this for a second. They were all played. They all had a play. Some of them are gone. So, Daniel Jones, he's got the Giants' job. That's a lock. Uh, yes. He had a rotten season, but it wasn't just him. So, like, I expect him to be better. Kyla Murray, he balls. He definitely balls when he plays. He does. He hustles. I don't think he's going to do the thing, but. Yeah. He plays, right? Let me just get through them. Drew Locke, who knows, right? <laughs> God to Mitchell, who knows where he ends up next year, right? And if he becomes a starter. And then Dwayne Haskins in Pittsburgh. He's waiting for Ben to leave, right? So I, I think I'll he's got a promising future there. I'm, I'm going to bring it to you first then, uh, Matt. Uh, Which like quarterback's going to be better in this in their career? Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, Drew Locke, God to Minshew, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, Kyle Murray, hands down. I'm a huge Kyle Murray fan, and I think that he can do it all. Like, and um, I I think that offense was terrific. Um, I think that, like I said, I think I said it like four or five programs ago. I think Drake is nice in space. Uh, I think Edmonds is a, is a, a little bit better than Drake in a lot of cases. Um, but they need a big they need a big back there. They need somebody who can bang. Um, and I think that's why Miami moved on. But in terms of uh, quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, I love Kyler Murray. He doesn't need to be uh, tooted more than any of those other guys. I like Haskins' future in Pittsburgh. I do think it's time for Ben to uh, move on. And I think that Haskins can be, you know. Haskins is trash. He's a burning He's trash, garbage I dump. think He could be salvaged, I believe. I don't think he can. I think he played one year in Ohio State and, and and threw out of the shotgun and had guys that were ten times better than the guys who were playing on every game they played. So I, I don't I don't like Dwayne Haskins. I really do. I think he's done. Kev, what do you think out of those quarterbacks? Jones, Murray, Locke, Minshew, Haas, Haskins. I'll, I'll go fast. Um, I, unfortunately, King, I think uh, Daniel Jones is going to waste another waste another year or two of your Giants. Uh, he's a turnover machine, and I don't think you can coach that out of him. Like every play, we talked about this before. Every single play when he throws, when he drops back to pass, it might be a strip, a sack, uh, strip sack. Every time he throws, it might be a pick. I, I don't know if they're going to be able to cure him of that. So forget him. Kyler Murray, unfortunately, Master Thomas, I'm, I'm, I'm anti him. I think he's, I think he's too short. Although you can see the middle of the field, I think defenses have figured out how to, how to make life difficult for him. And I think he's going to take too many hits when he runs. He's going to, like this year, he was, he was injured on and off for the whole second half of the season. I think that's going to be the pattern, unfortunately, for him. Uh, he could Michu, be right. He could be seeing his lanes and seeing where they he likes yeah. to go and 
making them go. And you clog them with big people. If you stood with your arms up, he couldn't go over you. Forget like a, a six. Uh, oh, a he's, six <laughs> he's not. There's not much of a big difference between him and Breeze. I yeah. think he he's got better feet, better feet yeah. than Breeze. Yeah. So, so that's the uh, uh, Minshew, his arm isn't strong enough. Uh, he's he's a good personality, a hustler, all that stuff. He should. He's probably gonna be a career backup. Uh, Locke Great should just stash. be what? Great stash. Yeah, all right, great stash. Uh, Locke should be out of the NFL. Like, yeah, Locke will either be a career backup or out of the NFL very quickly. And uh, Haskins, he would be the biggest surprise. If he screwed his head on straight and actually took it seriously, maybe he's got a chance. But I agree with King. He's, he's trash right now. So, I think out of all those guys, your best chances are Murray and Daniel Jones. But I think Murray's going to get hurt eventually, and they're going to keep clogging his passing lanes. I think Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. So, that, that whole crew, you're not going to be talking about them like you talk about the class of whatever. They're all going to wash out. And I'm going to disagree on that for one take. Daniel Jones, I know I'm a homer, but Daniel Jones by far has the best path because of the organization that he's with, the fact that they're going to take care of him, and the fact that he's not in some ridiculous offense that Kyler Murray's in with um, uh, Kingsbury. Yeah, that's like it's going to. It's going to fall apart there. Like, Kyler Murray won't last as long as Daniel Jones will last. A different size person. Plus, Daniel Jones is so fast that he can't stop. Like, he's more athletic than he knows. It's true. He falls down. <laughs> he ran. That one time he ran and fell, that was yeah. like, he fell once. But if you ever seen the other two runs he had this year, he runs by people like this. Like Forrest Gump, like he's going that fast. Yeah, yeah. He throws the best deep ball out of that group. That's the best thing he does. Is he drops the best deep ball. That's my opinion. Drew Locke's got a cannon. Put him under a, a decent coach. Get him someplace. He might be decent. He's got a cannon, right? Yeah, he does. He's got a big Minchu, arm. Minshew loves to play. He loves to play. He's a, like he just put that win for you. He hustles. He doesn't have the arm. Doesn't have, doesn't have the arm. What? He doesn't have the arm. Minshew can't. No, I know like, that. So I know that. He's a, so he's a career backup. Nothing wrong with that. He's a career backup. That's fine. But you know who he reminds me of? But just not his, um, I don't want to use the word. But remember Jeff Garcia? Yeah. The red-headed guy that kept coming in on the Eagles. Oh, like he had a sidearm. Good. Yeah. He had no arm to speak of, and yet he yeah. would come in and he would take teams on like five game win streaks. Yeah. By the way, Jeff. That, that's why you're saying, remember Jeff Garcia? And we have to, you know, think about it to remember him. Remember Gardner Minshew? Jeff Garcia was pretty damn good. Jeff, that? Jeff Garcia had a pretty long career. Yeah, he I'd did. I'd his career. I would love to have his career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, didn't uh, d- didn't Jeff Garcia and uh, what's his name? Uh, Terrell always get into it. Uh, they don't, always didn't like him or something. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, he, he, he said he was a little, um, right? Didn't yeah, that's, he, that's what I was trying to <laughs> That's what I was trying to – that's why I would have – Weak arm. He said he had a weak arm. That, that, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of weird because T.O. seems uh, a little way – a little – Himself. <laughs> yeah. Mo- moving moving swiftly along, King. Yeah, it could have been a lot of There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. So it really is. No, 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 no. Moving on to another. So here's another. Moving on to this this one. Um, before I get to um, 
third-year quarterbacks. Uh, so I put up a post on Facebook that said uh, something along the lines of, uh, Matt, you read it, um, that if uh, Brady wins this Super Bowl, then Eli's a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. <laughs> I just put that up to be me, whatever. I have people arguing at the bottom of the thread over Biden and Trump. Right hand of God, if you read it, the last three comments are like, and that's why you voted for Biden. Oh, that's why you went for Trump and you're like a complete idiot. Wow, Biden. How? How? How and why would you want to? Here's the thing. First of all, how? And second of all, that takes shit out of you. Like, why would you want to pull that out and argue with that on a fucking sports thread? Like, it's everywhere. For some other time. Dude, there was one thing I was always told as a kid. I remember it vividly. Nobody fucking follows it. You don't talk about politics or religion. Like at the dinner table or, or anything like that. That's meant to be spoken about, you know. So when we're talking sports, I don't care who you voted for. It has nothing to do with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Can I get an amen? <laughs> no, that's why we watch it to escape from the norm and the reality. And you know, absolutely. I couldn't absolutely. believe it. They that's amazing. Everything. They turn everything. They could turn these people. Not the people watching the show. You people are great. But these people can turn anything. All right. Third-year quarterbacks. This is really easy. Um, no, actually, I'm going to skip that because I want to do this with you. Do you guys, are you guys familiar with the four incoming quarterbacks that are going to be the main first-rounders? Like, have you been? Have you started to do your – I know it's top three. I know. Yeah. Who's, who's, Jack Wilson, BYU, right? Yeah. Justin Fields, Ohio State, Trevor Lawrence, right? Oh, yeah, Mac Jones, yep, yep. And then Trey Lance. What about Mac, Mac Jones? Jones? What are you talking about? Mac Jones should be number three. Okay, I, say four. I got him at oh, did you say five. Mac Jones? I think he said Mac Jones, didn't he? No. Okay. No, no, I I five. Five. Yeah. Whatever. Like- yeah, you know, I don't think Mac Jones is really – Mac Jones had Devin Smith, so I, I'm not – you know, we've seen freaking Mike he be, Evans make he a second round. There's going to be six huh? quarterbacks drafted, Matt, I think. Mm-hmm. This could be crazy when you see. That's my point. There's so many, like, old guy quarterbacks that are hanging on. There's so many people want to be traded and move. And then there's, like, five, at and least this is five a quarterback draft. Huh? Yeah, they want – and they want these young guns because this is a quarterback draft. So, they, we could see transition. So, what's going to happen? Like, seriously, uh, here's what I'm out, Kev. Well, can I can – I, uh... Uh, I, I want to I ask a different, a different question. Um, if, if, how do you evaluate how one of these quarterbacks is going to play in the NFL if they've always had weapons that have been so far ahead of any other team, they have never under pressure because their offensive lineman has a bunch of NFL draft picks on it. Like how, in the NFL, it all breaks down with, with – like, with, with, with pressure. So that's why a lot of these guys fall apart. They can't play fast enough. They used to throw into a wide receiver that's wide open. Like, you look at Haskins. So how do you evaluate? I disagree. So, I disagree, Kevin. It's, 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 it's high schools. High schools are starting um, more pro, prolific offenses. Yeah. College is, is, is doing NFL style, and they have been. So you're seeing the quarterback yeah. position, and, and never mind – 
you'd be you'd be really bad with the way the rules, like we were talking about earlier, set up to be running the ball like they did in the eighties and the nineties because it's set up to have success with an open style offense. So everybody's throwing the ball now, and you just got, you know, if you got it, I know what you're saying with college, and it's easy to throw in open space, but if you got these guys who have the mechanics. You want to know if they they probably can do it. It's a matter if they can do it in hair, in hair, yeah, and then exactly. put all the mechanics together with the X's and O's and make it make it generate. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and I think it's a tough. That's a tough. I think that's a tough part to figure out. Because you're right. Like they all they they're all running spread. They're all lighted up stats wise. Incredible numbers. You know they're zipping the ball around. It all it all looks good. But to make the, the jump, you have to be able to do it with lesser talent. You have to do it against stronger defenses. So I guess Matt Thomas, I want to throw it to you. Of the, of those guys, who do you think can make that make that jump? Oh God, I you know I haven't really. Watch college this year was so crazy with COVID, but uh, are we talking quarterback you know, position? Yeah, yeah, just the quarterbacks. You're talking about rookies coming in, yeah. And yeah it really, honestly, it depends on the situation. You know, I say it all the time like, we Tom Brady might never happen if Drew Bledsoe doesn't get injured. These yeah. guys going into the situations that they go into, are the coaches going to get fired? Are they, are they, you know, you get a new coach, this guy, whoever was drafted, might be cut in a year or two. I I really, really, I, we, we talk about it even in this program. You got to win or you're out. And um, I don't know enough to talk about these guys except for um, maybe two or three of them. But um, I, I'm not a fan of Mac Jones, any Alabama quarterbacks. I'm not a fan of Tua. You know, they, yeah. they're just not, they're not, they're not, they don't pan out well. Uh, in the NFL, you know? I have a strong take on the QBs. Let me just interject I know you. because I think there's two, there's two that 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 could be really special, and and they're not probably the two that everyone says, but these are the two, and one of them is obvious. It's Trevor Lawrence. He he physically has tools that should carry him to wins, like Dante Culpepper rookieish. Like he's just so freakishly big and strong arm that he can just do yeah. it all like that. It, it, it's got to succeed somewhat. Right. And the second one is Zach Wilson. Cause he plays at BYU and he, he look, he, he's not Justin Fields in that Ohio state offense, throwing it to the greatest players in the country. Oh. He's at oh. BYU busting his ass playing in all different kinds of sets. So pro ready. Zach Wilson's definitely pro-ready, way ahead of Justin Fields. Fields is going to be – he's dude, Ohio State, you play in the shotgun. Like, yeah. not taking snaps on a, on the center. Not doing that for a couple of years has to make a difference. Has to. Yeah. I, I refuse I to say it doesn't. But I, I agree with you, Mike, King. And, and, and it's funny. Those are the two that I was going to say. Like, Lawrence is a freakish athlete, and I, I agree with your assessment of, uh, of uh, BYU and why it's a uh, – why it's almost an advantage but what i don't understand is if you're running a college program and you want like like you want to say to a young quarterback i want to recruit you in here and we're going to get you ready for the nfl so we're going to run at least half our plays three quarters of our plays out you know under center and they don't they, they, they don't do that i don't know why that wouldn't be almost like a almost a recruiting tool to say you know when you get to the NFL you're going to do this so you might as well do it in college too. I don't I don't get that. And, and, and Matt, I'm, I'm kind of curious on, on your on your thoughts on that. 
they just they feel like it's, it'll be something that when you get the camp or that team, they'll learn it. And not for nothing, a lot of these people they they come from you know high school. They've they've taken snaps from on a center. It's really just a, a comfort feeling of that center and that that QB that they just really have to get a, a film familiarization. But um. You know, they, they basically look at it like, you know, you shut your mouth, stay in the shotgun. I'm going to produce you some points. And these people are going to get you. I'm going to get you drafted high. And then you deal with it then. Um, Oregon all the time. You know, you've seen them yeah. produce you know, top level quarterbacks. You know, Marcus Mariota probably, uh, you know, the top one that, that you know, I really so, thought, uh, who was it? Joe, Joe, uh, the hell was that uh, last Oregon quarterback? I thought he was going to be damn good. Not Joe Lawrence. I don't know if his name was Joe Lawrence. Um, I thought he was going to pan out. Just like I, I said, it depends on where you go, what team you yeah. go to. Yeah. Listen, I like Zach Wilson also. I think – here's the thing, Kev. So, college football. Why are kids playing college football? What is their goal? And what do the college know their goal is? To play profession, right? Yeah. If you're playing college football – and you've committed and you scholarship and all that bullshit. They know that your go- their goal is to get you to the NFL. So they're actually doing kids a disservice by not putting them in all the sets. By being their own college guys. But the way college sports became, it used to be like a prep for the pros. Yeah. But it's not a prep for the pros. It's its own thing. So they... They have guys come in that have never taken snaps on the fucking center. And that's not something – there's footwork involved there. It's not like you just snap it. Oh, there's right, yeah. footwork and even handoffs yeah. and stuff like that that if you've never done and then now you just got to yeah. do it, it's, it doesn't make sense. They, they all over your own feet. Boom, set. boom, boom. Three, five, seven rollouts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but that's, that's all about idea. coaching, you know, if you're around a good QB's coaching up. But the big schools that run those offense, like Ohio State, what I'm saying is they're doing these kids an actual disservice by sending them to the NFL like that because they're not sending them completely, like, equipped. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly – I completely agree. It's almost like they stay true like the the NFL teams, you know. They got these identities, and right now I think that's like – I'm a Patriots fan. I'll go back to the Patriots. They're searching for identity. There's a lot of these teams that – you know, you know they stay true to what they are. They run. Uh, they have these gimmick plays. They, I think Ohio State stays into that. You know, big old line, just same like Wisconsin. You know, same with like certain teams. Stay with the like uh, Arizona State. With they stay with their shifty backs and their speed wide receivers. Different teams stay with kind of who they are. Pittsburgh with their defense. You know, people they generate they seem seem to build their team in a certain identity. I just think it's, you know, Iowa. I don't know why Iowa, but they always get unbelievable tight ends. Unbelievable yeah. tight ends. I don't understand <laughs> that either. That's probably the hardest <laughs> one to, to understand, that one. <laughs> why is Iowa a tight end factory? I don't I don't understand that one. <laughs> it's almost maybe it could be something to the point where they're like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to up those stats i'm gonna i'm gonna show yeah. those records i'm gonna that's like a you know we we like team, uh players that have the utmost confidence i would like to believe that before they go there they go i'm going there with this in mind i'm gonna do yeah. this so i apologize i just had um here in tampa it's 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 been lonely because it's <laughs> 
I don't know where everyone's been. It's been, you know, <laughs> like like that. But I actually just got um, a text. How's the rule? Is everything shut down? Can you go out and about? I just, um, I don't know. But listen, <laughs> I, I, I just got the same text. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times. It's printed seven times. You can see my phone. I can't. Yeah. It, it, it's the actual, it's like a paragraph, seven times. And it says, hey, Mike, I'm actually not home right now. Just do it without me. <laughs> Kev, you know who that is. Uh, Robert Ray. No. No, I know who it is. Yeah. Stefano. Yeah. Stu. The, 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 our, our, the, the deer of, of, of sports talk. Uh, Matt, this is a kid that like I've known forever. Literally grew up with them, and and there would be no better like basketball, even football, like personality. Like when he talks, he's so fucking compelling in how he speaks because he's like a Jets fan that he wears it on his sleeve. You can hear the the heartbreak in his voice yeah. when he talks. It's it's like fully really legit. I think he's you like, told me about it before. He'll yeah. fight you about Patrick Ewing till till, till time oh. stops. Like that's what's incredible about him, right? We've been trying to get him to do the fantasy basketball show that we're doing next, and he's agreed and then dropped out every single four time, times, four times so far. <laughs> so yeah. he was supposed to be on tonight in about five to ten minutes. And I just got seven text messages that were like repeated, four lines. Hey, Mike, I'm actually not home right now. Just do it without me. It's like a a unicorn. He's like a unicorn. He's Where like is he? <laughs> like, who wants to drop him from book club? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike, look, have, have you seen the movie Glengarry Glen Ross? Yes. What is it again, Kev? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, the, the real estate sales guys yeah. in, in New York City, Pacino, uh, uh, Ew, that's my name, Baldwin. Yeah. All right. This is on you, not him. You've asked him four times and four times he burned you. This is like with uh, when Shelly Levine thought he closed all the all the Patel leads and he comes in. I fucking closed them. I had him in my I had him in my sights and I closed them. That's you. You're the machine right now. You are Shelly the machine Levine getting burned over and over and over by the same guy. You gotta stop. You gotta I stop. Know. I know he breaks my heart, but he, but he, yeah. he does it. You know what it is? I like how he does it. I like how he <laughs> breaks my heart. It's like the style that he does it. It's like he pulls rabbits out of his. You know what I mean? It's just incredible. Yeah. Look, I gotta tell you guys. Here's what here's what's happening with us. Uh, this whole website channel type thing is it's it's starting to slowly get a warm. And he's back. It's slowly starting to get a warm buzz about it, right? Between this show, uh, between the paranormal show, the basketball show now, Matt, me and you doing wrestling has actually gotten a couple of uh, comments. So even that show when we do wrestling, which I want to keep doing, uh, works. But, like, it's weird. We need someone who's, like, social media savvy and, like, tech savvy because I found – like six emails like that I didn't realize people sent us like making comments about the show or asking questions and I'm like wow we just like I totally have an awesome video to send you by the way I'll send it to you in a little bit awesome video to send you about what 
it's an interview with Undertaker, and it's a real, real. Whoever wow. uh, set up the uh, the interview had some great in depth questions and uh, great interview. Yeah, it must be great. So, but so, like, what we're doing is a a way for us to let off almost like stress, have fun, and actually help people hopefully win money and and entertain them, right? Because right now, like Chad Wheeler. The the offensive tackle that was from the Giants and went to the Seahawks today uh, was arrested. He beat the shit out of his wife. Like he's like six seven. He lumped her up, face busted open, all this shit. Between politics and all this other stuff being locked in and people being pent up, people have been acting weird. Life's been weird. Life's been difficult for people. So uh, by trying to entertain them is like the best thing you can do. And what we're doing is we're trying to like inform people because we actually do know what we're talking about, but we're also trying to entertain them. So it's like, I like how this channel or website has started to form its own characters. You know what I mean? Like I always liked rap groups. I never liked solo artists. Nice you on. Give me like House of Pain or Cypress Hill. Like, give me guys. I want to know this guy. Or, or like NWA. I used to love MC Red. Oh, I yeah. picked him to come up because he was my favorite. You know what I mean? So we're getting our own groove, guys. And and we just need to. I know. Just keep doing what we're doing. Just keep grinding all winter long. While it's February, March, and people are miserable, we're going to be doing sports talk radio. You know what I mean? This is the balls. We are the balls. We are legit. I'm in Tampa friggin' Bay, baby. I'm here for the Super Bowl. I drove down here. I didn't even have money for a friggin' plane ticket. I lied about that shit. I have no place to stay. I don't know what I'm going to do for tonight to sleep. But I'm in Tampa Bay, baby, goddammit. And I'm lining up interviews all week long. I'm going to have interviews all week long. I'll have interviews on Sunday. I may pop up with an interview any given day, because I'm in Tampa Bay, baby, Tampa fucking Bay, and it's Super Bowl, and I'm hyped, and Tom Brady sucks balls. <laughs> right. Who's who? I had to say that. Who did, you ever see the Super Bowl? Oh, Who's the Super Bowl? Oh, me Wait, hold on. Ever see Turtle on Entourage? You ever see the TV show Entourage? Yeah, yeah. Right. You ever see the episode with Turtle, uh, where like they go golfing? And uh, he finds out Tom Brady's coming along with Mark Wahlberg. It, it fucking turtles like a Giants fan. So he goes, uh, "Yeah, but like, Brady sucks balls. Like, because like, he just he's a Giants fan. He can't. He hates him. So then he ends up playing with them and talking to him. And by the end of the game, uh, the, the day, he's like, his eyes are like the color blue of of like a Giants <laughs> uniform. <laughs> but before that, he's like, Brady, he sucks balls. Like, that's immediate reaction. Like, he has to put up that front because he doesn't want to like him. <laughs> who does this Super Bowl mean more to? Oh. Brady. And who? Easy. Easy. Easy, man. He, Agreed. Dude, he, that is the ultimate mic drop. Mother, I would – I know he's not going to. But that's when you retire. That's when you. Oh go. no, he ain't retiring. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, like, he's not retiring. If he wanted, there is zero point zero point zero 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 percent chance he retires. If he wins, mm, no chance. All right, hey, he, he will be back next year. 
I'm going to wrap it up. We've reached the hour limit. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching Legit Fantasy Football, which became Legit Fantasy Sports. For Master Domus, M1. For the genius Kev. It's me, me, Mike Lepre. Thank you for watching. We'll see you guys Sunday. Uh, stay tuned to the channel if you're interested in some basketball. Later. <laughs>